1: Hey, speaking of Dickie Barrett, we had him on the show about an hour ago. That's that's uh, his song. I had to explain to uh, Dingus over here, uh, Nate Gatter, filling in for Amy Marks' course, who Mighty Mighty Boss Tones were. He didn't know. What he
0: percentage of the listener base do you think would, would know who the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones were? 70%.
1: Yeah? Easy. Okay. They would have at least heard of him. Well, I'd heard that song when you played it. Uh, yeah, he seemed like an like a affable guy. I know he... He kind of put his foot in his mouth uh, over some stuff. Although a lot of people probably agree with him politically,
0: and also put your foot in your mouth sort of implies that you you just awkwardly said something that maybe you didn't mean, and then you wanted to walk it back. I think he meant all the things he said. He yeah, just,
1: probably. He, he just his employers. I wonder if he has any regret on the probably not though, but the anti-vax stuff, probably not. Probably not. I mean, the
0: the band broke up because he was in an R. He did some stuff for rfk juniors campaign or well we don't know for sure they never said that's why but it was like five days after that came out and i assume if he had said you know my bad i, I wish i hadn't
1: done that they probably would have just you know stuck together rfk man he's a i don't know i don't know what's going on with that guy well there's that we should have asked there, there's about something it. yeah we should have asked him about robert kennedy Jr. he was surprisingly i don't know why i expected him to be um
0: a little more like confrontation He was so affable. Affable is a very great nice. word. He was a very yeah, nice guy. I expected yeah.
1: him to be more confrontational. He's in a band called The Defiant,
0: and he was anything but. And he's been defiant, you know, in the last exactly. couple of years. He's he's lost a, a lot of jobs and things. I mean, he was the show announcer for Jimmy Kimmel for like two decades, which yeah. I said to you off the air. Which I think, can
1: I tell you something? I did not know that. Well, me neither. Until I, today, I don't. I don't really watch Kimmel. He's not ever been my thing. Um, he's fine, but as far as late night hosts go, he was not. He's near the bottom. Fallon's near the bottom. Um, you know, I loved Letterman. Conan was great, but I never really watched Jimmy Kimmel. I'm not really a and guy so I didn't know that Dicky Barrett was the guy who was the uh, the PA announcer. Which I could, didn't know that. you know,
0: maybe it's like a lot of people's jobs look easier than they are from the outside. I'm sure a lot of people, you know, say this about about you, Raj, but I it really. I imagine being the the, sh- the announcer for Jimmy Kimmel to be some of the easiest money you could make. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy's got a great voice, you know, and that's part of it's distinctive. And that's part of why yeah. he has it. I'm not saying anybody could just do the job, but it didn't seem like something that's taking a tremendous amount of effort. So I would have to really believe something to the point where I'd lose a job like that. That probably paid pretty well for almost no effort on account of something it's, of a political
1: opinion that I had. I'd be willing to denounce yeah, it, a it, lot
0: of opinions to keep that
1: job. And I would say, especially if you're a band that's not. Well, I I suppose if you're a band that's constantly touring, you couldn't really do it anyway. Um, Well, I mean, I guess you could. You could probably figure it out. But it's not like the Mighty Boss Tones are this this band that everybody knows every one of their songs. Interesting. This is
0: a different outlook than I was getting a couple minutes ago when I was getting derided for not knowing the Mighty, Mighty Boss Tones.
1: No, the band, and everybody knows that one song. Right. But you're, uh, knock you on said 70 of the listener
0: song. base would know would who know they the are.
1: I don't mean know their entire catalog. Got I'm it. saying know who they are. There's okay. a difference. So I think, but I think most people would, if you're in that position, I I would think that you would say, look, this is a pretty good job. Um, my band is not, you know, um, at the pay, at the pinnacle, so I'm going to keep this job. I would think, but a lot of people are defiant. Which is why that's what his band is called now, I Yet guess. he
0: was such a normal, non-defiant nice type of guy.
1: He was a very nice person. In fact, and he was
0: quite apologetic about not uh, coming to St. Louis on this tour, as opposed to being defiant and saying, mm-hmm. well, I would never come to that terrible place
1: and he with did not Democrat policies and things. That's right. <laughs> that's right. The blue speck in the Red Sea yeah. of St. Louis. Uh, he did not swear on the air, which is good. We had yep. that yesterday. We had a uh, comedian, Brian Posehn, who let it slip and... Didn't realize he did it. That's the one thing about podcasts that has made it more difficult for us that operate under FCC rules. Um, When you're on a podcast, you could say whatever you want. There's no fine. The good news is that means you can put that interview up without bleeping it on the free Odyssey app, and I assume it's fine. The Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, download it. And as Nate mentioned, it is totally free, um, and you can listen to the Brian Posehn interview. You can listen to Dicky Barrett. You can listen to um, Ellen Carnigan talking about Navalny. We had all kinds of stuff. And when the show is over, everything is available for you to download, and it's all uncensored. All uncensored. Well, Tyler says, "Yeah, it's totally no FCC uncensored. meddling in the podcast because you got to clean." Let me tell you something about Amy. You've got to clean up her language. Who, me? No, no, not you. I'm saying like us, the royal you. You have to because she's, she, she says some things. Yeah. She
0: says some words she's not supposed to say. Have we tried telling Mason Jar about this? Maybe he could get it sorted out. He might be the problem. Uh, Well, did it occur before? You knew Amy before. Before Mason? No, she was never like this before. Oh, okay. So maybe he is the culprit. Um, yeah. I don't know what else he could be. Might have to bring him in and have him defend himself. I don't, don't know what else it could possibly be. Right? Do you think he listens to you when Amy's not on the show? Absolutely not.
1: Absolutely not. Do you think he listens Although to you when Amy is be. on the show? Well, she's listening. I know that. I don't know why she's doing it, but she was. Um, and she, just like me, as we talked about this this earlier... Did not know that the Sporting KC Stadium was in Kansas. Even I though she it was attended a game there. She went to a game there. Yeah, didn't we didn't she mention there. that in the show recap. We should have. We really should. Yeah. Amy... She goes, I was there, and I didn't know we were in Kansas.
0: And I was getting derided for my apparently unpopular opinion <laughs> in the 618 that stadiums should have things around them other than strip malls and parking lots. You really did
1: offend somebody. Yeah,
0: he was. he's like, are you kidding me? Dave and Buster's and Hooters, also a Banana Republic outlet? That is exactly what I'm looking for.
1: This text message says, uh, cracking up with the geography half hour, the first half hour of the show, I moved from St. Louis to Missouri City, Texas. Hey! It's, it's the Wildwood of Houston. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Let's go. Missouri City, Texas. I, I bet you he's listening on the free Odyssey app. Uh, gotta be from a 2-8-1 area code. I'm guessing that's wow, Texas. that's great. It's the Wildwood of Houston. It's a, d- a distant suburb. Yeah, so distant. Wildwood might as well be the moon. It is so far. I'm not kidding you. I went to Amy's uh, birthday party that she had. Was it a birthday party? Ah, something, whatever. At her parents' house in Wildwood. And my God, we packed provisions. We that's, brought. we that's brought, still St. Louis
0: County, though. That's not even. You're not. You know, forget about Lake St. Louis or Wentzville for Ronge. That I guess you're not crossing
1: the Missouri River under any circumstances. I don't do two rivers. I don't. I will not. If I'm going to see you, I will cross one river to see you, but I will not cross two. That's my rule. So um as we learned though during that geography half
0: hour there you could follow river. the Missouri ha- uh, Missouri River all the way to Kansas City.
1: You could it would take a long time, right? Yeah, it's meandering, you know. Yeah. They didn't but you could they get didn't
0: there. build the
1: river on the most <laughs> efficient route as it were. That's right. Hey, you heard Matt Pauly with his uh, Cardinals report from spring training, and you can hear that every day, and it's brought to you by Renner Garage Door, R-E-N-N-E-R, forward and back, family-owned and top-rated, RennerDoorSTL.com, Cardinals. They got their full-team workouts ongoing. They've got baseball Saturday. Dude, real baseball game. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's not regular season, but it's it's, you know, Grapefruit League.
0: And I cherish this first weekend because it's really the only part of spring training that's good. Like spring training, I don't remember who the first person I was who I heard say this, but spring training is one of those things where you can't wait for it to arrive and then you can't wait for it to be over, right? You can't wait for it to start, can't wait for it to end. Because after, by this time next week, certainly by this time two weeks from now, we'll be like, God, this spring
1: training, how much more can I really talk about this? Especially the veteran position players. They're good to go a couple they're all, of weeks in. They're, yeah, they're already. They've had they not Yeah. I mean, unless you're coming back from an injury or you're working on timing or something, by the time you get to week two or three of Cactus League, Grapefruit League, you're ready to go. But pitchers kind of need to get stretched out a bit. So it takes them a little bit longer, and they can use that entire month. But for the hitters, especially if you're Paul Goldschmidt, or Nolan Arenado, you don't need to.
0: You're like, if hey, anything, go. Like what? the last thing you want is to be hot the last two weeks of spring training. You know, I don't want to be on a 12-game hitting streak with five homers over that span going into the start of the season. Right. Like, are you kidding me? I right. want to count all these. Text. I'm, I'm going to get my slump out of the way.
1: Our texter, John from Dallas, uh, lets us know that 281 is definitely Houston's area code. So we are getting people all over the country. We've got, we've got John from Dallas. We've got... Um, this other guy from Missouri the Wildwood of Houston. Yep. From Missouri City, Texas. Texas loves us, which is why we are sending our Missouri National Guard troops down there to help at the border Anyway, we are. spring training. <laughs> what? Yeah, spring training baseball. Coming up this weekend and you can hear it right here on KMOX. When's the broadcast start, Tyler? Are you running the board for these games? Well, there's only one, right, on Saturday?
0: One Saturday that we're carrying and one Sunday. I'll be on the game Sunday.
1: I love let, let me tell you something about spring training baseball. I love being in the car driving around in it, like two o'clock in the afternoon, one o'clock in the afternoon, and there's baseball on the radio and you feel like it's getting warmer. I love that. I love I, that's that not first, what I thought
0: you were going to say. Oh no. You know what I love? And and maybe this is disloyal to our our wonderful. Uh, no, here we go. John Rooney, Rick Horton, Mike Claiborne, Matt Pauley, who here do such go. a great job. I love when it gets to like the seventh inning and the substitutions are in mass and hearing John and Rick just sort of give up. I'm like, who really cares who number 87 is oh, at this no, point? Oh no, that's great too. <laughs> you know that is a, so much fun. They're like, oh, uh, who's in right field? Who just caught that? Who knows? Oh, gosh. who knows? Yeah, no. There no. was that time I don't know. This was would have been pre-COVID, I think. Cardinal spring training when when the then Fox Sports Midwest telecast couldn't figure out who the guy was because he was wearing some number that wasn't on their roster. Yeah, like 96. And so they put up a graphic of like some minor league guy yeah. pinch running. It's you funny. Know, like it's great. But on the radio, it's even better because it's just pure
1: chaos. Sometimes they give it up on it at a certain point. I love how in spring training games, guys just uh, they, you know, they pitch their inning or two innings or whatever at the beginning, and then they just leave. (laughs) They're golfing. They they walk down the the warning track all the way out to the tunnel, and they go away. By the end of the game, those guys guys are on the fourth tee by the time the game ends. It's such a – if you ever get an opportunity to go to Florida – to go to Jupiter and, and watch some spring training. I mean, it's an investment. It takes a little bit of money to go. But once you're there, it's it's nice. It's a great environment. It's so relaxed. And, you know, you'll be watching a game, and in the middle of the game, in the middle of the innings, you've got players running in the outfield to warm up. Players who are not in the game, they're just running back and forth on the warning track. Like, hey, guys, there's a game going. They don't care. It's just It's just whatever. You probably spent, I love that.
0: when you were with the Sox, did you did you go down to the spring training for yeah, a while I went to Arizona every year, every year. Yeah. yeah. Was that are you? Would you consider yourself? It sounds like yes. A, a generally a spring training fan. Some of you like the. I environment? like it,
1: but just like the players, you're ready for it to be over at some point. Yeah, I do. I will say this: I like the I like Arizona spring training better than I like Florida, just because everything is more compact, so you can. You don't have to drive that far to see the farthest team Mm -hmm. if you're on the opposite side of the city because everything is in the Phoenix area. Yeah, that is So it's all right there. Florida, you're all up and down the state. But I don't know. Arizona's cool. They're both cool. If you get a chance, I would highly recommend going to Jupiter, Florida to watch the Cardinals play some spring training baseball. And we will, again, have it this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, broadcasts of uh, your first taste of broadcast in 2024.
0: Speaking of fun Cardinal things Space to
1: do, why uh, when are we giving away those tickets? Right now. Who wants to go see James Taylor June 6th at Hollywood Casino Amphitheater? Huh? You? You? Well, here's your chance to win. Be caller number seven to the contest line at 314-955-1120. 314-955-1120. And you'll get a pair of tickets to see James Taylor June 6th, Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. Best of luck to you. Now go. It's Nate Gatter and Chris Ranji on KMOX